0: Going Linux, episode 440. Welcome to Linux, starting your adventure, software choices. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux.
0: We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
1: If you want, you can send us feedback at our email address at goinglinks at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-904-468-7889.
0: Hello, Bill.
1: Hello, Larry.
0: In the intervening time between our last episode and this, I tried out Ubuntu Cinnamon. Oh. Their version 23.04 is now an official flavor of Ubuntu, so I thought I'd give it a try. And? And it's not quite ready for primetime as far as I can see right now. I just tried it in a couple of virtual machines, and I had some funky stuff going on with the video driver and i think it might be the video driver for the virtual machines that are not set up correctly in there but i just couldn't get it to work so what i did do just to try out ubuntu cinnamon i tried out the lts version which is still the ubuntu cinnamon remix so i'm going to wait for the next version of the official ubuntu cinnamon flavor before I give it a uh, a thumbs up or a thumbs down but until they get that video driver thing fixed um, I'm not going to well I shouldn't say I'm not going to I, I might try it on some older hardware uh, just to see if maybe it's the video for the virtual machine that's giving it a problem but the the symptoms I've got is It runs just fine in the virtual environment. I can get it installed. No problem. When I reboot, it boots up to the desktop. No problem. But then it just crashes like five seconds after starting up and I've tried reinstalling it. I've tried installing it, like I said, in different virtual machines, always the same problem. So I can't really get anywhere with it uh, to give it a good try. So we'll just wait and see how that goes but that's Ubuntu cinnamon review so far.
1: Well, when I used, uh, that when it first come out, I, 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 of course I liked cinnamon, the, the cinnamon desktop quite a bit. Uh, and, yeah. um, it was still called the remix or whatever. And I know they were trying to become an official flavor. Yep. And, uh, believe it or not, I had the same issues and I just figured... Oh, really? Yeah, I just figured it was uh, you know, they haven't gotten everything quite baked in yet you know, still working through kinks so I just said, well, I'll just wait until it's had, you know some more work done on it before I would, you know even consider making the Daily Driver it was a little rough, it did work but um, you know, uh, I know we sound like shills, but the Ubuntu Mate has that um, where you can kind of select a cinnamon-like le- uh, desktop. And so yeah. I've been using that, and it it works very well for uh, for what I want. Um, I yeah, w- it of once, course. Yeah, once it, it, it's it, – the polish for the uh, Ubuntu Cinnamon is just not there yet. But when it does I'll be excited to give it a try because I'd love to uh run that as my daily driver but uh, right now thank you ubuntu mate at least I have a simmon esque <laughs> like a, yeah. a desktop uh when i you know i I've been uh, playing with uh linux men of course and because i did, they seem to really have it uh nailed down so it's i know yep. it's i know it's hard so, you know, I'm sure they're working on it just as hard as they can, but I, I thought, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to wait and j- reserve judgment on that.
0: Right. Yeah, and what one of the things that I did find is that uh, even on the uh, LTS version of the 22.04 that I tried, uh there's still some... What I would call paper cuts, using the term that the Ubuntu teams use for niggling little uh, things that bug you about it, uh, where you're doing setup uh, of the system and you can change the settings there. Well, one of the things that I noticed there that just kind of struck me as, as strange is they have a couple of different applications to do exactly the same thing. I forget exactly what it was. Um, uh, It was the adjusting the time settings, you know, where you go in and you change 24-hour clock to 12-hour clock and that sort of thing. Uh, And they have some nice settings in there so that you can put it in your custom time format, custom date format, whatever you want, which is great. But they have a cinnamon version of the time settings adjustment. And then they have a GNOME, version of exactly the same thing and uh the same thing with um the startup programs they have a cinnamon version of the startup programs you know the the things that run by default and you can set up things to open by default or run by default Uh, they have a cinnamon version of that setting and they have a gnome version of that setting and it just seems odd uh and i I, they they don't really show anything different it's exactly the same settings it's just one displays in a cinnamon window and the other displays in a traditional gnome window you know with the uh different controls at the top of the window
1: oh wow so yeah kind of gives you the feeling that they just uh haven't quite figured out you know what they want to use you know it is still yeah it it is still uh under development uh right but that you just you know pick one i mean i i know exactly yeah yeah i would go with uh uh not i'm not trying to pit the two projects but you know mate's Pretty much got uh, me spoiled, you know. If I want to change the desktop, there's one application to do it. If I want to go back to, and I do that occasionally, just for something to for you know a refresh. I'll go back to the Mate desktop, or I'll switch to something else. Or if I want to just uh, you know time, or I'm looking for you know network connection, I know where everything is, and there's just yeah, there's one application. It you know so. Having two or three applications do the same thing, they just—I'll uh, give them benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're just looking at them and saying, "Okay, which one?" But you know, this kind of goes to show that you know, developing a uh, distro is not an easy task because you know they're, oh, yeah. they're using the uh, you know, uh, Ubuntu base and then they're having to, you know, certain things, you know, they're, they're probably included or they've got dependencies or everything that they have to address. So I, right. I, I, would say, you know, uh, maybe a couple more releases to look at them, but just, you know, but right now I, I don't think if, if that's where the state of it is, cause I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, if that's where the state of it is, then, yeah. I think it would drive me a little nuts uh, having three different or two different or whatever to to do to change the time. You know, I just want to go. To yeah. the, here's the time, change it, be done.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And and to be fair, I suspect that what's going on here is they're developing the Cinnamon utilities. Yeah, and they're they they don't have all the features from GNOME that they want to put in Cinnamon before they shut off Cinnamon. And so they've simply just left the cinnamon there in case somebody wants to make changes. But for a new user, that can be very, very confusing. And so, you know, I I think we stick with, uh, if you want cinnamon, use Linux Mint. They're the people who developed it and have spent the most time optimizing their uh, distribution to use it. And if you want to have something rock-solid, stable, that is based on Ubuntu, but gives you the ability to switch between a Cinnamon-like environment and a GNOME-like environment and a MATE-like environment with the um, um, desktop uh, panel uh, configurations, Uh, Ubuntu MATE is the choice uh, for new users and for experienced users. I mean, everybody likes to be able to do things seamlessly, easily, and have it just work first time out uh, with the option of installing whatever else you want that might give you additional options down the road.
1: Yeah, that was one of the uh, chief uh, complaints that I've heard about Uh, Windows 11 is um, that they had, there's several different ways to do the same thing, and they're finally starting to clean it up. (laughs) So, yeah, and people like, which one of these do I use? You know, I get yeah. yeah so yeah people like simplicity i mean if you want to get in and, and and uh change the carburetor or whatever in linux you can but uh if you're a new user you just want things to work and you don't want to have five different choices on how to uh get it done so i'm sure it'll, i'm sure they'll get all that addressed um they don't uh you know they're they've made some uh, progress the one thing that makes me go hmm is uh they still have that video crashing problem and uh mm, yeah i i i have the nvidia for my video card don't you have amd
0: no no i have intel uh okay the native intel graphics
1: okay maybe that's um i don't know that's that's interesting but anyway uh, I'm sure they'll get it fixed. Uh, you know, developing a distro and getting it all set up. You know, uh, unfortunately, Ubuntu Mate's got us uh, uh, spoiled because it is so rock solid. But we you know we we can't we can't really judge Ubuntu Cinnamon uh, against uh, Ubuntu Mate because Cinnamon's a very new uh, project, and yep. I'm sure it will come along.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm helping. I've got high hopes for them that they uh, make this as solid as Ubuntu Mate. Yeah, that and would we be can awesome. Recommend it for new users. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh speaking of Ubuntu Mate, shall we talk about uh the software choices that you have in Ubuntu Mate?
1: Sure. So we are going to go over to some software or apps, if you know they like to call them, that you can use on a Linux system that will help you in getting things done.
0: Yeah, and most Linux distributions, Ubuntu Mate, of course included, provide you with everything that you need right out of the box to get started, usually for you know work applications and enjoyment applications. Uh, but Ubuntu Mate does that for sure, but it doesn't stop there. It uh, provides you with lots and lots of other choices and that's some of what we're going to be talking about here today.
1: Linux has a huge <laughs> all capital amounts of software that you can explore without ever having to spend a penny of your money. Everything from A to Z. So, let's go over some of them.
0: All right. A uh, quick search on Google or your favorite favorite search engine gives us Uh, An idea of the amount of applications that are available. And Debian, the Linux distribution that Ubuntu Mate is based on, has over 51,000 packages.
1: Oh, so I guess we're not going to go over all of them today, are we, Larry? (laughs) Uh,
0: Not unless this is going to be an exceedingly long episode. (laughs) We'll pick and choose a little bit.
1: Okay, so let's start with everybody's favorite browsers so you can get mozilla firefox chromium google chrome brave opera SeaMonkey, vivaldi tor links microsoft edge yes i did say microsoft edge seems even microsoft thinks links should have its browsers go figure <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a far cry from us being called a cancer now they want us to use their browser
0: yeah, and they want to use Linux inside of Windows. So, yeah, <laughs> on the command line, you can do that.
1: Yes, okay.
0: Anyway, moving on. Um, email clients might not be the most exciting thing. And with some people using web-based offerings, most of the time, some people still use email clients nonetheless. And here are a few that are available to you. Thunderbird, Evolution, which is the one that comes... Uh, Standard from Ubuntu Mate, Geary, Mutt, Claws. So uh, all of those are examples, and I know there are many, many more.
1: Oh, yeah, there's many more. I uh, could have probably filled the entire episode with <laughs> different emails. Just cl- email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and browsers. But, uh, you know, Thunderbird's been around a while yes uh, it has and uh that one's by mozilla and uh i, I know i've used it uh for a long time and then uh one i forgot about was mut <laughs> muts yeah, yeah mut is the uh is the if i remember correctly the um it's all text based
0: yep command line email client
1: so i don't have you ever used clos mail though i haven't
0: um, I've tried it, but I haven't used it. It's okay. It seems a little bit old in its user interface and maybe it's just the environment I was using it in, but, uh, it works. <laughs> it's, it's an email client. <laughs> it works. It's not much. They can screw up too much.
1: Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it receives mail and you greet it. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So another one that a lot of people use are office suites and, uh, mm-hmm. and they're, again are not the most interesting but we do need them for work and personal use. So here are a few to consider. WPS Office for Linux, LibreOffice and OnlyOffice. And uh I per I use LibreOffice extensively. I've used WP office PS office, excuse me, but I find that LibreOffice, you know, is constantly uh you know, on the forefront of everything I need. I don't know. Have you used any yeah. of these?
0: I have. I've used all of the ones that you just mentioned. And what I find the difference is um, LibreOffice has all of the main functions you would want and uh, makes its file formats compatible, as compatible as they can with with uh, Microsoft Office. So that when you save a file, uh, it will open in the Microsoft Office applications and Microsoft has tried to make their applications so that they will open those without too much trouble now will they work perfectly if you save a libreoffice file and just send it to your microsoft office using friends uh it will not work perfectly it will depending on what kind of a file it is if it's just a text based word processor document then yeah it's fine but as soon as you start to get graphics in there or you're using the presentation applications um, you start to see some formatting differences and even with word processor uh, applications sometimes it's formatting that really causes most of the problems Um, the thing that prevents a lot of businesses from going to LibreOffice is they've invested a lot of time, money, and effort into developing automation using the Microsoft tools for doing that. And they don't translate well into LibreOffice, so they can't really migrate without spending additional time, money, and effort. Um, But the other two, WPS Office and OnlyOffice, seem to have spent a little bit more time on making their applications more compatible with Microsoft's tools. And you'll see some similar things in there in terms of layout of menus and some cosmetic things. But behind the scenes, a lot of those formatting issues, i well, maybe I shouldn't say a lot, but many of the formatting issues uh, that appear still in LibreOffice have been resolved in OnlyOffice in particular, because that's the one that I had used mostly. And the WP office I noticed when I was using that for a little while, they had taken care of some of those issues as well. Uh, so there are some reasons to try some of these others other than LibreOffice, which is kind of the standard on most Linux distributions, including Ubuntu Mate and the others that we normally use. But you can get a lot more mileage out of something like only office or WPS office. The only thing that might turn some people off is if you're looking for something that's open source, these aren't totally open source.
1: Yeah. WP office I've I used and I, I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, you know, LibreOffice is is just installed. So that's kind of what I've been using as the default. Uh, I haven't used only office. Uh, I, I, I haven't used WP Office in a while, but uh, mm-hmm. OnlyOffice, uh, I just, I I never tried it. And I don't know why, you know, I guess I was too busy uh, nuke and paving back in the day. But um, yeah,
0: <laughs> well, the strange thing about OnlyOffice there, there aren't too many unusual things, but the one strange thing is they don't call their word processor and their spreadsheet and their presentation programs applications they call them something else some weird terminology that doesn't you know align with anything else um that's the only thing that i noticed that was different or unusual or upsetting with them so uh yeah it's uh it's it's something to give a try if you're looking for an alternative I haven't found a good reason for using an alternative, though.
1: The one thing I did notice when I was using the WP Office is that they had uh, the ability to go back to the ribbon that everybody liked. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting, uh, but yeah, they have we we have uh, the office suites uh, covered, and <laughs> yeah.
0: One thing some people use the word processor for is taking notes, but there are also in Linux note-taking uh, applications, note-taking software where you can take notes for meetings, school, or just reminders so that you don't forget the milk and that kind of thing. <laughs> Although there are also list applications if you really want shopping lists. Uh, some of those uh, other than, you know, the text editor that comes with every uh operating system. Uh the some of the key things for taking uh notes are Joplin, Red Notebook, and Zim. Um those are some that uh you might want to take a look at. And there are many, many, many others, of course.
1: Yeah. I've used I haven't used Joplin, but I've used the other two. And the mm-hmm. the the one that um uh I used in in tried to incorporate it was zim and it it's more of a uh if you like taking notes in like a wiki based type of thing it's not for everybody ah, okay yeah uh, by any means um but I think it would be a little bit of overkill to remind yourself not to have um uh not to forget the milk but <laughs> uh, if you're if you're at uh you know in a college class or a meeting and you need to uh, have that type of uh you know links and all that um and things to, so you kind of know where the flow's going uh of it i would say zim is uh interesting and uh anyway uh i know um is there any others that you might uh uh recommend
0: Yeah, there's one that I use routinely, and you know me, I like to have applications that are cross-platform that work both on Windows and Linux and Mac and uh, mobile phones and all of that sort of thing. And there's a note-taking application that I use routinely that fits that bill and allows you to synchronize your notes across all of those platforms, and that is called SimpleNote. We'll have a link to all of these applications, including Simple Note, in the show notes. But Simple Note is one of those where you can create formatted uh, uh, notes if you want to with bold and so on. Uh, but your note taking is done using Markdown as opposed to your uh, typical uh, bold, italics, underline um, hmm. toolbar. Uh, and I like. I I like using it from the perspective that it does everything that I want. I like it in that it gives me practice with Markdown, which I don't use all that often, but I like to use. And it's a a nice, simple to install, does what it says on the tin, note-taking application. So I like that one.
1: Simple. Well, so that and and Zim are probably uh, uh, polar opposites.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: But yeah, I'll have to look at and look at Simple Note. I don't really like Markdown, but it's it sounds intriguing, especially since it's uh, uh cross platform that
0: might come in handy. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it, it, since we're speaking of applications for Ubuntu Mate, I can say this: uh, you can get it in. Debian packages for installation you can get it in snap packages and <laughs> of course you, know, you, so can. you can you can you can install it however <laughs> you need to install it and of course for windows it comes as an exe and for a mac it comes in their executable format so it's it's really native on all the all the platforms
1: that's awesome okay <laughs> well let's move in let's move in something that's a lot more fun in my in my opinion and and mine is music who doesn't like music these will get your jam on ok I might be dating myself here but so we have plenty of music players and some of them are just fantastic in my opinion and we've got some cool names like lollipop clementine uh, audacious uh, dead beef I haven't used that one Rhythmbox, vlc Amarok, and music uh i guess they were trying to go with mystique but they put music instead of so mystique and all of these uh have different levels of of playing music and cover art and all that stuff that the audio files will like uh, or require um, Rhythmbox for a long time was always installed with, of course, the GNOME um, uh, and uh, desktop. But the one that I uh, am looking at is cross platform. You can use it on uh, Windows, uh, OS X, and Linux is music. And music. I guess that's how you say it. And mm-hmm. I'll put this link in the show notes. I haven't um, played with it a lot, but what I have seen is uh, it makes iTunes look like it was written in the 90s this thing is
0: fr- <laughs> it was wasn't it yeah it was <laughs> but
1: uh you know it this thing does everything and, and you know they have a late, uh, linux native client it does the cover art it does the playlists it it supports uh open source formats uh also which is a big plus i believe i even saw it, sub- it support is supported aug and flack And but it also does the mp3 and um it, it was a whole list so anybody that's interested in a really modern uh looking um music player i would recommend uh them taking a look at that but you know lollipop's kind of uh cool and i've used clementine um uh and believe it or not Amarok's not bad either, so I mean we're, we're kind of covered really well with the uh, with the music players. Which one of these have you do you use or have you used, Larry?
0: Well, I use whatever comes with Ubuntu, <laughs> which today is Rhythmbox. Um, I don't really have a preference as to one over another, as long as it plays the audio, I'm okay because I minimize it anyway. I've even used command line music players simply because. If I'm listening to music, I don't need to see it doing fancy stuff. Um, so I've actually used Clementine and Rhythmbox, VLC, Amarok. Those of the, those on your list um, are the ones that I've used. And uh, Amarok used to be something from KDE that looked a little bit dated. Used to kind of look like iTunes. I think it was modeled after that. Yeah, I think and it was. it sounds like it may have gotten a, a makeover.
1: I think it's still very iTunes looking. Uh, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I've seen it, but I haven't used it since they've kind of uh, cleaned it up. But the the one uh, out of this list that I always have installed is VLC. Um, yeah. VLC seems to be can play any format. Uh, it can do streaming. I mean, it's pretty, it's the, uh, what you call the tool that will do just about anything you need. And if it can't run it or play it, then it might not be playable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it does videos too. Does it? Uh, Oh, yes, it does. (laughs) does. I keep forgetting.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does.
0: It does videos as well.
1: So it's you can get a two a twofer for that with the VLC. So it's always it's always good.
0: Yeah, and since we're talking about video players, um, VLC. Yes, uh, some of the others: SM Player, Miro, MPV Player, Gnome Videos, Dragon Player, Zine spelled with an X X I N E, Multiplayer Engine, and Deepin Movie. I thought Deepin was a distribution of Linux, not a, v- a video player. But
1: it is. Is it any
0: relation? <laughs> okay. It,
1: it is. Deepin is the uh, the distribution that uh, is uh, built on Debian. That's uh, done by a Chinese company. But they mm-hmm. also um, developed a uh, movie player that is uh, fantastic. I like Deepin. Uh, as a distribution too um i i have some se- security concerns uh, about you know where you know who makes it and stuff but but some of their tools they've developed in house and deep in movie uh which comes with it can also be downloaded and it is pretty it's it's really a triple a uh application All Right, good I think all these, I think Miro's pretty good. I haven't used uh, the uh, MPV player, though.
0: Yeah, MPV player is one that was provided uh, by default. They changed their name, and it was by default in um, Ubuntu Mate for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure what's uh, current for video player. I'd have to actually look it up. Um, but I think, well, let me just since I'm running Ubuntu Mate, let me check.
1: I think they use GNOME videos, don't they? You know, on Mate. Uh,
0: ah, here we go. Uh, Ubuntu Mate now uses something called Celluloid, and if I remember correctly, that's the new name for MPV. Play.
1: Ah, okay, Celluloid, yeah, I've so they about changed their
0: celluloid. name. Yep, so that's the one that comes by default. And um, you can still download MPV Player as far as I know, but its uh, latest versions are called Celluloid.
1: That's pretty good, like the film. (laughs) Yep. Oh, okay.
0: So we've talked about playing videos and playing audio. What about recording audio?
1: Well, Lynx has got you covered. Here are some options for you. Audacity, recorder, and then Sound Recorder, Ardor, and Muse. We use, of course, Audacity. It's probably uh, the one of the most important things that <laughs> we use. It always works. And um, But I haven't used... I've looked at Ardor, but it seems to look confusing, and I'm kind of a simpleton when it comes to all that. So Audacity pretty much can handle everything. Uh, we I use it for it and we use it for, it, but uh, what about you? Have yeah. you used any of these others?
0: Uh, I've looked at some of them. Um, Sound Recorder is is just for recording, uh, whereas Audacity is used for editing as well as is Ardor. Many of the audio recording applications are designed for music recording and so uh-huh. have a lot of features that podcasters don't necessarily need. So Audacity has many, you know, many features that I don't use, but it is one that allows us to do recording and editing and noise reduction and some of the other features that you would need regardless of what kind of audio recording you're making. Um, And so editing is another key thing around this. So, um, you know, there are applications that do simple recording, of audio without the editing features and they're fine but i like the fact that audacity is one of those that combines both into a single application so you don't have to learn different tools and different um, muscle memory for editing versus recording and all that good stuff
1: yeah audacity uh, I, i think we've Used Audacity as long as I can remember, and it's yep. and it's always worked, and it's uh, um, it's a great it's cross, a great uh, cross platform as well. Yeah, it's yep. cross platform, which is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm kind of sold on Audacity. I'm sure there's other uh, ones out there that have uh, sexier uh, sexier interface, or whatever, but uh, Audacity pretty much they just. They leave the, the display or the interface the same, but they just make it better and better. And um, you know, one thing it also does, uh, I'm sure the others, is you also can pick what format you want to save your project in. And yeah. so that's always helpful. Yeah, so I like Audacity quite a bit.
0: Okay, so from audio, we can go over to video and recording video. You can do in OBS Studio, of course, that seems to be the most popular these days. It has a lot of features. It is kind of the Swiss Army knife of uh, recording video, so it'll connect with just about anything you have as far as input is concerned and sources for your video. Uh, There are definitely a lot of others and some of the others that I like that are simpler an OBS studio if you're just interested in recording simple screen recorder is one that does the job it records converts it to whatever format you want pretty much Uh, but it's not going to give you any editing it'll record video alone or video and audio together uh, and gives you the ability to save them in whatever format you want one open source tool that allows you to do the editing, and uh, or rather, if you're just interested in editing, one open source tool that you can get for Linux is something called Shotcut, S H O T C U T, and that one I've used for the videos that I have occasionally done on um, uh, on our website, and it does a really good job of letting you edit both the video and the audio uh, it does some rudimentary audio editing but i find that it doesn't give you the fine control that i need for the kind of editing that i do on audio so i usually export the audio from Shotcut into Audacity or simply record the uh, the uh, uh, audio on Audacity at the same time as I'm recording the video on Shot on a Simple Screen Recorder, and I do the editing there, and then merge them back together in Shotcut, and you've got a final product there, audio and video together. There's some other things that you can use that are available, of course, things like uh, Webcamoid if you want to record from your webcam. Um, that that's one that comes in this software boutique. Uh, and so lots, lots of uh, applications there as well. Of course, it's Linux. Lots of applications for doing anything you want.
1: On the OBS, uh, that one also does streaming. And I hear a lot of the like Twitch streamers use OBS because it... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, open source is powering some of these streams that everybody likes to watch.
0: Yep, you bet. So, so how about uh, fun and games?
1: Games are fun. Linux has got <laughs> game. <laughs> so, of course, you know this will probably be one of the bigger segments because you know where my interests lie. But here's some of the ones that I've played and and have enjoyed. And when I was researching this um, list uh, and for ideas. Uh, i included the uh, links in the show notes there's uh, some articles that uh, there's some games that are um that i didn't even know would that or would run on linux well and they're in the show notes and there's quite a few beyond what i'm naming here and some of them look absolutely um, like a blast to play and uh I might have to do additional research, uh, Laryl knows. <laughs> and you know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> play, play. Yeah. But anyway.
0: Play games. Play yeah.
1: games. I'm doing research. Yeah, that's it. So mm-hmm. we've got Sonic, Warsaw, Super Tux Cart. That's a Mario knockoff, which is so much fun. Assault Cube, OAD, the Battle of N- West North. Dolta Two, and that requires you to have the Steam client, uh, and that's how you can also download that from your repositories. Team Fortress Two, uh, and it also requires Steam, but it's free to play. Yes, there's those microtransactions on on those on Dolta Two and. Uh, Team Fortress 2, but most of it's just cosmetic. You don't need to pay, pay any money. It's free. if you can connect to servers. There's always somebody uh, shoot at or uh, or uh, uh, kill uh, in uh, Delta. <laughs> so uh, then we got Free Civ, uh, Alien Arena, which is a great multiplayer. You can play with your friends. It's kind of like an uh, early version of Doom. <laughs> so it's kind of fun so you know you can check out the links in the show notes for even more games uh and there's a lot more games but there's just some ones that i've enjoyed and i know larry you probably don't play as many games as i do but have you played any of these
0: uh let's see i've played the zero ad for a little bit and uh uh alien arena i've played um some of those oh, Larry and and some I played game. some others. Larry's yeah, gas. A little bit.
1: Uh Team Fortress 2 is always a blast. And I and I actually, it actually okay. uh funny thing about Team Fortress Two is uh when I had uh two uh 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 computers that I was playing with for games, it uh, the Linux client runs really, really well and I actually got like ten more frames uh on my video than I did on Windows, so uh, I was like, "Oh, okay." okay. But yeah, d- Linux uh, definitely has your gaming uh, uh, needs covered, and that's very important. <laughs> but uh, the one that's kind of fun—I don't know if you get a chance—you should try Free It's like that. Uh, remember that Sid uh, something Myers, whatever civilizations. It's very—it's oh, yeah. it's kind yeah. of similar to that. The graphics are, are, uh, not probably the newest, but I know they were talking about updating them. But it is fun to play. It's kind of like a turn-based. So sure. you you have you have all everything to, to, to while away the hours when you should be writing that report with the word processor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Larry, as you can see, Linux has no software at all.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, that's sarcasm.
1: (laughs) This is just a very, very small offering of what's available.
0: Oh, absolutely. You can find thousands and thousands of applications for just about anything you want to do. And uh, some of it is more modern than others, and some of it is more modern than Windows or Mac. Uh, But you can find software applications to do, what you want your computer to do. And uh, that's really the point in our whole episode here is to give you an illustration of some of the things that are available in uh, specifically for Ubuntu Mate, but most of what we talked about here is available for all other Linux as well.
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, like I said, when people say, oh, there's nothing, you can't do hardly anything on Linux, I hope this kind of gives you an idea that maybe (laughs) they're not telling you the whole story.
0: Yep, exactly. And, you know, if we have enough feedback, we can do a whole part two of this for our listeners, but I'd be interested in getting some feedback from our listeners as to what is your favorite application or game, you know, uh, and the games run in the applications of course, but you know, what's your favorite uh, office suite or what's your favorite video or audio player game (laughs) game. (laughs) So uh, send us, send us some feedback as to what you like and we'll read your feedback on the show and maybe we can discover some new applications that we're not aware of. That would be great.
1: Yeah, I look forward to uh hearing about your uh your uh game uh and uh, mm. other applications, but I do have a software recommend, Larry, that we that we uh we use every day. I use every day and we used it and it helps us record our podcast cuz we a long time ago we used to use Skype for it. Uh yeah. But we used to use Skype. But uh, Discord. When it worked. When it worked. (laughs) Uh, I was trying to be nice, okay? Yeah. Uh, Discord is a favorite of mine for staying connected with friends and even – and like I said, we use it to record our podcast. And I I put the link in the show note. We don't – really talk about discord that much but discords you know constantly evolving adding new features and it's free to use yes you can they have little you can server boost you can get funny little i you know icons or little things if you help support them but uh they uh the service is free you can set up your own um server and invite just your friends or you can open it up to people or and uh i think that's how um i introduced larry i said larry look at this uh at discord because what we were using after skype do you remember we were using something for a short period of time was it was it hangouts
0: uh i think we might have tried google hangouts um and of course with google they keep Killing off applications, so we uh, yeah. quickly moved on to Discord, and we've been using it ever since. And of course, the other nice thing about Discord is you can set up channels in Discord that allow you to have discussions within the channel. We have a going Linux channel in Discord. If you want to to join that, we can include the uh, the link in the show notes as well, and you can get um, uh, discussion channels for. Ubuntu Mate and uh, other podcasts like Late Night Linux and Ubuntu Cinnamon has a channel and Nightwise has a channel. Uh, and yeah, so lots of different things you can do with Discord other than just have a conversation.
1: I know what we were using for a little while. I I had to think of its name. Remember TeamSpeak? Oh, yeah. We had, you know, you had to actually... Uh, rent a server from someone, and and it, it was it was minimal, but I think uh, we had like five slots <laughs> or something <laughs> for a little while. But yeah, Discord has been really really good, so I wanted to recommend it in case someone was looking for something so they can get up with their friends and colleagues.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we we, we like to keep things simple, easy to set up, and. That's the definition of Discord. Just go into your repository, download it, connect, and you're done. So, okay. So uh, I I'll include that as a recommendation for me as well. Discord. Oh wow, uh,
1: it's got both of us recommending it. All right. Yeah,
0: double two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Our next. I wonder if that's trademarked. Uh, anyway. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well,
1: it, it's it's going links approved. Times two. Yes.
0: There you go. Times two. Yeah. Uh, So in our next episode, we will have listener feedback, and we're interested in your applications for Linux. So send us some feedback there.
1: Until then, go to our website at goinglinks.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe.
0: We provide the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion and our Going Links podcast community on community.goinglinks.com.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: 73.